Another episode of Proof Beyond Reason is Geology and coming at you guys. What's up? I'm good, man. I'm not used to this setup. It's a little weird. Um, First time? Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. You know, moving up in the game, trying to get studio quality. Not sure if we're there yet, but see what happens. So, real quick, we got Mike the Baptist That's me. with us. But before we move on to us on this couch, we got to talk about Mike's fedora. Real quick. You so mean this? Right <laughs> yeah, it's styling, bro. It is. You know, I found it. I was like, well, I was walking here and I just saw it. I picked it up and. Uh, you got blessed by you it. You know man. what I'm I like that look. I'll take That's it. a good look. I appreciate it. A little bit of hair showing. I appreciate on it. Just a little side. bit. A little bit that I have <laughs> that's left. Um, so, uh, J Mo, Mike the Baptist. We got Ivan, Ivan the Daniel. something. Yeah, Ivan yeah, Daniel, yeah. Ivan terrible. Daniel. All that good stuff. Um, Today, we want to jump right into it. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, what does it mean to be human? And uh, this this came from, I had sent Ivan, actually, I sent it to all you guys. There was a lady, uh, scientist, and she was talking about how the human experience is going to change in a few years because of uh, artificial intelligence and and science doing more leveraging of... Um, of, uh, you know, advances for visual advancements. So, like, if you, you know, you have trouble seeing, you're blind, like, people can now be able to see even more, um, even better. So, hearing aids are going to be better. Um, you know, anyone missing a limb, they're going to be able to do exactly what we're doing now. And so, she said the human experience is going to even change in our interaction with, with, with uh with computers and systems are going to be different but then she started going on this huge tangent on how being human is going to be different and uh and 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 i don't it was just very strange because throughout human history there's been a consistency of what being human is about and so uh, there's a lot of theories out there that let's be real so uh, to be human in 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 one aspect is we are hedonists meaning we we seek pleasure that's the main objective of life is that we seek to to indulge in whatever pleasures we have and um you know another theory is that we are animals just living off of instinct so if you are wanting to eat you're going to find a way to eat if you want sex, you're going to find a way to get sex. Like there's just, you have no way to control those impulses. So you're going to operate based on the impulses that you have. Um, there is the, you know, the, the understanding or the another theory that, and this is even preached on in churches, mind you, where the theory is we were in paradise or so we were in heaven and, and we were chilling, we were doing our thing, but God wanted to test us. He wanted to, to, for us to prove our worthiness. And so he sent us to earth so that we can prove how worthy we yeah, are. This is our trial. Here. Yeah, this is a, just a huge life of trial. And if we pass, then we go back to where we were before or we get a little higher status than we were before. And I even came from a church where it was taught that in the in 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 the uh the plan for salvation 
there was a conference room of different members, and Jesus was just one among many who were in that conference room. And he was the son of God, but he was one among many. And when God looked around and said, who will go and save humanity? He was the one who raised his hand and said, I will go save Yes. Oh, that's tripping. Hold up. Yes. And so that teaching is actually a Mormon teaching. But it was taught in a Christian church. And so also that again that's a theology that that is taught in many in many churches not just that part about jesus but but about us being from heaven and it's not it's not that we we were uh born or we were conceived from the free will of our families and so we were conceived but god knew us he foreknew us from the beginning of time that's a different account versus us being beings in heaven and him sending us down to try us which Clearly, we've, we are failing yeah. at, right? So, um, so there's just all these different theories as, as what it means to be human. You know, are we just here for pleasure? Are we here for a trial? Are we here just to live off of instinct? Why are we here? What, what are we going through? Um, and so that's, that's what I want to so figure out I'd, with you guys. I got the text message from you. I checked it, yeah. started looking at it, started thinking about it, and went directly to the beginning the beginning of the beginnings. So I'm opening up the Bible to Genesis 1, right? And I'm trying to look at, so we're talking about what does it mean to be human? Well, let me just pick real quick God's mind, and let me just start at the beginning, the first human. Like, what does that really look like? And so I'm there, and it's really cool because at this point in time, I think we're going, like you said, Mike, maybe like in a phase where where we're on this transition. Right. What I believe is like, of inclusiveness so right now to be human is like you want to include almost everything the way a human can think and be treated my dog you need to include that in there a lot of animal activists and i i don't mind that but a dog and humanity being on the same level that's getting blurred right now yeah well i think um when i started thinking about it um what what differentiates an animal with a, hu- a human? You know, they both have feelings. So, you know, you you come home and uh, if if you, those they have animals, um, if your dog does something bad, and like say ate, ate one of your shoes or something like that, and they know that they did it, as soon as you come in, they're trying to hide. Mm. They have that regret. They have the remorse. They know that they've done wrong. Is that? Some, I some I dogs. would I would but be, I'm saying some I dogs know some dogs know that sure. they they have an emotion like they'll cry they'll have so so yeah. clearly emotions and animals and, and emotions and humans we both have them I think the thing that dif- differentiates us with anything else is consciousness mm. um, conscious means conscience which basically oh, is, do it is with knowledge you know what I mean so oh, yeah, we I'm have the capability of understanding. So what differentiates us is not just feelings, because clearly animals, different things, you know, feel, uh, but really do they have the capacity to, you know, have an intellect to a certain degree? Sure, yeah, and the naturalist or, you know, those that, that embrace atheism would say, well, we're seeing evidence of evolution where you see more animals reasoning. So there was... Um, there was something where someone recorded uh, a chimpanzee and he was trying to catch a fish 
And so you see him grab a stick and he goes and hangs off the tree and he's trying to catch the stick using or trying to catch a fish using a stick. And what they're saying is, well, that's evolution. He is using a tool to now catch this fish. So he is in a like if there was if there were levels to the evolutionary process, this is the next level to the evolutionary process. So clearly he's still millions of years behind humans. But they're using that logic to say, look, he's reasoning that he couldn't grab the fish on his own. So he needed an outside instrument to do so. And so those creatures are just growing in their ability to reason and have logic and and so forth. So that's where the rebuttal will come in. But I don't even think that's anything new because I've seen and read up on many things that at least that portion of amphibian that that mm. are doing right, right, at right. this point. So it's not like that. I, I wouldn't see that as anything crazy. Yeah. But if you look into that Genesis where it starts with the God said, right? So God said, let there. God said, and then from there, God created. And he starts going through this like list where it's God, God did this, God said this, God did this, God said this. And then it gets to humanity. And it's like he breaks his narrative. Like it's no longer this one liner, you know, like and, and so you look at it and now it's something different. He says, hold on. We're going to we're going to talk about this right now. Like us three, we're going to sit back and we're doing it in this way. And then you have six to ten verses that completely breaks the narrative of God said and it happened. God said, and it happened. And I just thought that to be such a huge consistency, at, at least with like Christianity, where when we see like a pro-life movement, because I was thinking about pro-life too, with what it means to be human. But you see that there, I think there's a, a good consistency that if we get away maybe from politics for a second and just look at the word of God, I think it's there to tell us we are here and we actually care about eternity one of the main five questions that we all have is what happens when i die if i look at my dog molly right i don't think she's thinking about what's going to happen when i die i mean i'm not a dog so i can't see that but every action every everything that i've seen is in the is, moment is in the moment it's animalistic it's instinctive and just like you said mike i think that inclusiveness now now we're getting the gray areas where we should be inclusive of all different forms of humanity so like whether all of the different signs of of bisexual um all of the lgb all of it so you have i think 52 right now right now with all the binaries and any of that yeah. uh that i last checked there was a bunch it was it was like 20 now it's like 52 so you got from animal to ourselves kind of widening the gap of inclusion and now like you're saying I believe there is going to be some sort of even more inclusion when it comes to stuff like that, yeah. when it comes to, to your AI and when it I mean, because it's just almost becoming an intricate part yeah. of humanity. Well, um, psychology today, it says, and just to, to complete the point that, yeah. that he was making, psychology today, an article from 2008 said uh, human beings, unlike other species, are cursed with a conscious awareness of their own mortality. Yeah, that's, that's the that's the difference. That you know, and that's not the only difference, right? But um, but from 
from a non-biblical standpoint, that's what it is, is that we are aware of what's going on. I think uh, back to what Ivan was saying was, um, you know, when you take it in a biblical standpoint, um, clear there was a clear distinction between the days that God created all living beings and animals, and there was a separate day, and it's a, cl- a separate day where he, he decides to create humanity. Now, on the day that he decides to create humanity, it says that it is, comes from, like, his very breath, that he breathes into, like, it was breathing life into the first person, right, Adam. So, um, clearly, there's a distinction, and then we also see in Scripture is that we are made, humans are made in the image of God. So we see that, you know, I don't want the fear is that um, we, you know, with that art, the first article with the woman that just because I have a, a bionic arm that I, I, I I'm less human. But that's not the reality. The reality is that I'm still human. But now I have just parts that enhance me yeah well that's what she's saying she's saying now you you're going to a next level of human so where i'm limited almost in my ability to let's say lift that couch because yeah. i have the bionic arm now i can lift more yeah, bionic. So my, yeah but if, if my, the definition of the humanity right it, it's not in the strength it's not uh, you know being yeah. a super you know i think She's saying experiences, though. That's what she's trying to come from. She's come from the angle that she says the human experience is going to be X. And in turn, because your experience is so different now that you can see. Like she was talking to the degree of like being able to X-ray see. Mm -hmm. But she's she's only speaking about it in one facet. So that's like the first phase. I'm thinking about what she's saying all the way at the end phase. So G now we're in 2050 and G he doesn't process things faster than the fastest man processes it. But for 20 cool G's, for $20,000, G can buy a chip that goes in the back of his head and now helps him process, goes directly to that portion of the brain and just allows for his neurons, for right. everything to just process better. That's the phase that I believe she may not even be talking about that we're no, going that's she, towards. That's what she's saying. Because if she, that's what she, we're going and, towards. And what she's saying, in turn, that's what's going to change not just the experience but what it means to be human, that. which clearly I disagree with because being human is one thing. The human experience is another thing. Just because I can I can put on a jacket and I can you know glide in the air doesn't mean I Ooh. yeah I just find it, I find I it very funny that she is talking about all these advancements <laughs> if there is a chip if there is a physical chip that they can do all that um, they should you know con- concentrate their energy on like making a car that lasts forty years or something like that you know what I mean like the level of level of uh, of technology is so not there I don't even see it ever getting there i don't know uh, i don't know maybe don't i'm know. a cynic maybe i'm a cynic but sob sob made, made cars that lasted mad long and they went out of just, business just bro. wait 15 years man <laughs> Tes- tesla's gonna boost your your tesla. mind up <laughs> but I'm, I'm saying it's a difference between um having a car or whatever yeah, i just yeah, use yeah. that right, right right then creating a computer chip that's gonna you know what i mean enhance your mind we're, we're almost there man we're no, almost there. I well, I don't pill. believe it. So. Take a pill. Take a drug. I don't but rap. but but that's the question. So whether we believe that science is going to create this 
artifact or this this actual thing that's tangible. But so let's speak in the hypothetical, like what this is about. Will that change? Mm. Not the fact that we're human, but at least on the first level of experience, I think it changes it entirely. So if we talk about consciousness. Um, uh, like uh, if the definition of human is consciousness and if we are continually in the future g- getting more and more bionic, what, what, um, uh, let's say someone transferred like the, the movie Chappie or something like that. Someone tried to transfer their consciousness into a robot. Then it, it would be, would, I think that's kind of what mm-hmm. she's saying is that we're getting to a certain point where you coexist that it could be in a possibility where, humanity will your consciousness is to be the only thing that but to me i don't think i don't see any evidence maybe I, I take it from a literal biblical standpoint but if i could remove myself from it think logically i haven't seen there's i mean we just got a nano sim card like what uh, five years ago so I, this is so far removed this is more science fiction but as you think ahead think about yeah but you say that but think 20 years ago nobody envisioned that we would be able to talk to someone face to face like on a the phone great technological that, that leap I that can, we yeah, made. Yeah, that I can watch Michael Jordan play ball live on my in my hand anywhere in the world. No one envisioned that like a common man. Yeah. But the sci- the scientists were already working on that. You saw it in the movie Demolition Man. You saw it in the movies um, uh, Running Man with 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 uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like you saw these things. They they even you know foreshadowed reality TV. What that would look like. How people would be super you know wanting to see people get hurt and and be filmed their whole life. So I think I think if we're looking at today and trying to compare what uh, the small advance we made in the last few years. But if you talk the last twenty years, dude, like just this setup alone in the, your house, that's insane that we're even doing that. That we could stream if we want. What like 20 years ago that wasn't even a thought like your cell phone was as big as that table you know what i'm saying like you need a backpack for the battery um but today that's not the case so i think how quickly uh, life is advancing and i think if we were to compare who as humans who we are today versus 20 years ago and the technology advancement i don't think technology can change who humans are it, it has changed our experience but as far as the hurt the pain the you know the 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 questions the desires the 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 feelings of uh superiority or inferiority the 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 need for belonging the basic needs of life to eat to drink uh you know maslow's hierarchy theory of of needs you know what i mean like uh, the, the need for for recognition and self-actualization, like all those things, that, that hasn't changed. That hasn't changed since my mom's childhood. That hasn't changed since my sister, since mine, my kids. Like you see it instinctively. These are different needs that humans have. So the experience and the way to access those needs, I think can throw a big wrench into how we play out you know, our lives. I mean, what I've seen a lot of as of late um, going through the whole uh, transhumanism, which is basically that, the ascension of man going into technology. Um, there was, I believe it was this year or last year, there was a, a robot that was made a citizen. I don't know if you guys seen it, but they've inputted so much things. And if you were to claim humanity as being that of consciousness, then you can just say that robot in itself mm. has a consciousness. So then why isn't it deemed uh, a human? But yet to be given that right of being a citizen of a country, 
like being a citizen is for someone like a person and yet you see this artificial intelligent being like just because it's quote-unquote has a consciousness or has the ability to learn to feel it automatically is deemed that status so wait you said just a second ago the trans what transhumanism so then in that instance we created that being Mm -hmm. to now become a citizen so we're god in that in that example right yes but i mean i've also seen as well chess players uh you have uh these companies for chess they create these machines back in the days they had uh I, I play this game called Go. It's a board game for strategy. Generals used to play it in the ancient times. And no one can beat a human until there was this one company dedicated so much that it had the it teamed up with the people that created the, the chess computers. So that the Go player, he's like nine level Don, which is what's called like the last level. He was playing against the machine. Mm. The machine learned all his moves. It only took him five games. And since then, no one has been able to beat the machine at all like just because something has a consciousness does not mean that it's human in my eyes i believe it has to have some certain like characteristics as well as you could deem it or not like ancient times but it has to have what you call a soul yeah and the only thing that machine now is doing well is learning how to win memorization yeah and it's yeah and it's just like (laughs) winning and losing and that's not yeah. What's really engrafted in humanity? Maybe we're getting taught that with wins and losses, and mm-hmm. you're t- you're taking an L, and songs that are coming out. But in the end, what that machine really has as a base consciousness is a horrible base consciousness that we should never have, mm-hmm. which is one that I'm either going to win or lose, and that is yeah. absolutely it. And as as far as the uh, the the robot. So she like malfunctioned. I said yes, she, she did. the robot, <laughs> the robot <laughs> malfunctioned hey. while talking to Will Smith. So, <laughs> oh, were? yeah, yeah. I guess he was they, talking they to her. Asked her a question. Yeah, and he was asking her a f- few questions, and like she was talking about his music and everything. And then he was like, "Hey, like I like you. Like, what's up? Let's let's go out." Like we, he was trying to talk to her and see if he could take her out <laughs> as Will Smith, and she like malfunctioned. She was like. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, she, she was struck. She yeah, was like, nobody she, ever asked uh, me so out before. You know like, what? what? Do I do? In a this part situation? of being human is can you get past getting asked out? But we'll say <laughs> <laughs> no. But that's so we look at Psalms one thirty nine, mm. and one of my favorite verses that keeps me grounded is the verse in one thirty nine when David is talking about that. Almost conception, basically, is where he brings this all Mm. down to. And you can relate that to your Genesis verse and where it says that he wonderfully and fearfully he 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 made us and and it, it even talks about him wovening that that we were getting knitted basically inside of the mother's womb that he had written out all of our days and made us for all of the days that we haven't lived yet. So within that, I look at it and it's like when I use that a lot when I'm talking to somebody and maybe somebody needs to hear it, that's not okay with who they are. Mm. I like to bring that verse up because I may not be six foot. I may not jump the highest. There may be a lot of things that I can't do next to the guy that can't do it. And those things come out 
if you're right next to an NBA star, you're trash. Like he is, we're not yeah, the same species. Yeah, we're just not the like. He was woven and made with these particular right. things, not to take away the way you were woven and made, because we all were touched in that way by the Lord. And understanding that allows us to be more self-aware and and more okay. I'm okay. You know, in in the corporate setting, the. Um, one of the difficulties that that managers and and um, and executives are having with, let's say, this generation is not so much the generation, the people, but it's it's this is a generation where there's the math is advancing, and there's a need for for definite answers in terms of one plus one equals two, and you don't always get two. Because there might be other variables involved, right? One plus one does equal two. Yes, that's a definite. That is that is truth, right? So so truth is truth is truth. But when it comes to skills, soft skills, when it, for for this generation, it's very difficult to grasp that. Well, the person who's speaking to me on the phone, the reason why they're yelling is not because one plus one is two. They're yelling because uh, they just got into a car accident. They're stressed out. So now that they talk to you on the phone, the incident that they're calling you about has just created them to have this extra anxiety. They're human. They're going through a human issue. It's not so much one plus one is two. Yes, that is the answer. That is the definite. But there's background to it. There's things that you have to be aware of when you're solving that problem. It's not just a matter of, well, you know, you were assigned this and now you have to complete it. There's so many variables involved when you talk about people. And when I'm working with managers and, and we're talking through even some of the newer managers that have never managed people, that is one of the most difficult things when they're like, yeah, I want to be a manager. And that's cool. Yeah, be a manager. But do you realize how tough it is to be a manager because you're dealing with people now? You're not dealing with, with you know, the, the definites. You're not dealing with the absolutes in all cases. Again, doesn't take away from absolute truth. Absolute truth does exist. But as you're getting to the absolute truth, there's variables that you have to deal with. Like you preach the gospel to somebody, you have to be aware that, like Ravi Zacharias says, it's not all about just answering the question. It's answering the questioner. Because it's not so much them asking you the question, well, is it pro-life or is it pro-choice? You can go up there and just give a, man, a slamming answer to say bomb here's the absolute truth behind what you're saying no it's the questioners asking this question for a reason they're they're tapping into their humanity there's there's a reason why there may have been neglect or abuse or they saw things in their background or they themselves you know have have had incidents or they they did like there's so much to the reason why behind behind the question that is not enough to just say one plus one is two in that example right again i'm not i'm not for whoever's listening one plus one equals two okay that's yeah. the absolute truth but when it comes to the skills that this generation is developing or lacking there's a huge lack in the ability to read into the variables of situations and when you're when they're dealing with the customer service issues or when they're dealing with management I mean, emotional intelligence is out the window yeah. and, and, and folks are not be able to grasp because because it's so much uh, they're so linear 
that that the human aspect is being removed. That's kind of like that nerd who knows so much but doesn't have no street smarts, right? It's like, pretty much you're that's so smart up. In a way, there's there that's the difference between being a human doing we could say because here's your question, Mr. Pro Life or right, 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 Pro right. Choice. This is really the answer and really understanding that that's a human in front of you and being a human being. So it's those two things. Am I just becoming a human mm-hmm. doing and answering all the questions or am I a human being? Am I in the moment? Am I there with my brother that's in front of me right. or the case? And that brings me to same same type of thinking with with pro-choice or or pro-life wherever you're at it's not the same if we don't really think about each other as human beings to stand up and tell somebody that it's wrong and a lot of times right now i'm watering it down because if you've been in front of of some of our christian brothers and sisters standing in front of your 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 choice mm. areas they have their own words for it and a lot of it is very harsh and a lot of it is condemning and uh and w- when i'm seeing that christ came here d- to pick someone's chin up and let them low and look around hey where are your accusers at mm-hmm. he was at that moment the one person that could have d- done something was putting himself in her shoes mm-hmm. as a human being and so that's what that brings me to what you're saying is that whole thing of like where I can answer the question right Mm -hmm. but like Ravi said it's probably better to stop for a moment Mm -hmm. and just answer the questioner Mm -hmm. like let me just talk to you let me talk to you yeah the wrong thing is to do this but let me find out what you're let me be a human being right now I think what it what it means to be a human is multiple things so if you just try to reduce it to one thing it doesn't really work. So, like, plants have life. So animals have life. But plants don't have consciousness like an animal has consciousness. Animals have consciousness in life. Humans have consciousness in life. But animals don't have the ability to reason. You know what I mean? So, to be human is to, to, to be in this physical form. But like G said, it's, it's that intangible thing. In the Bible, I bring it back to the Bible. In the Bible, it's the God, very breath of God, but it's that thing, the soul, or whatever you want to call it, the life force that we can't really grasp, you know? So scientists can create a robot, create a bionic person, and try to transfer consciousness, but the reality, what it means to be human is to have an intellect, to, ha- to create things, to, to feel sorrow, feel emotions. It's all of that. That piece where the you know to create that that human to transfer consciousness and all that the people who are involved in that project are trying to achieve something that is only achievable as a human, right? Well, that that well, fulfillment, that actualization. Yeah. It can they can do all the work they can possibly do to that machine, the chess machine or whatever, and they get it right to where it needs to be. The only people in the room that are going to be high-fiving and celebrating are the people who achieved the goal. The other, the machine is going to be there like... In, in, <laughs> in, in one sense, it's yes to whatever the, the person that want Those people that want to transfer consciousness, in one sense, yeah, what you just said. But also what Ivan said is that like in Psalms, 
that like when God see it's also a going against God in a sense. So like when God created humanity, he he created it on a separate day from an animal. We are not the same. We are we are superior to animals. Adam actually named every animal. He he had dominion over everything in in the Bible. So you see the superiority of 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 Adam to the world and then but if if there's a reduction in the humanity if there's a if you take uh animal and, and reduce it to the same level as a human mm-hmm. or a robot to the or lift up a robot to the level of a human then then you have a reduction in in the the glory of kind of towards god or whatever he created back to the psalms one what was it 139 right for he foreknew you, he knitted you, he, it's just everything, our mere existence is, is giving glory to God. So you, you can kind of see why some demonic forces don't like the way you look. You know what I mean? It has nothing to do with you. It has a reflection of God that they don't like. Yeah. Well, that takes me to Jude. So uh, book of Jude, verse 17, um, actually verse 18. They told you in the last times there would be scoffers whose purpose in life is to satisfy their ungodly desires. These people are the ones who are creating divisions among you. So the outside, you know, you, you have this framework of, of Christ. You have this framework of, of what you understand, biblical uh, worldview. But there's the outside influence causing divisions among you, right? So is it pro-choice, pro-life? Is it, is it uh, naturalism versus what, like all these ideas just kind of being tossed around? Uh, they follow their natural instincts because they do not have God's spirit in them. So it's very important to understand when you have the outside argument, why the outside argument is what it is, right? So we can have a certain opinion about certain things. So I had a listener uh, who hit me up and was saying uh, in one of our previous episodes when we were mentioning about uh, feminism and we, you know, we, we, I think we alluded to that that what we have noticed as modern day feminism has been this desire to almost eradicate the male figure in the home to basically eradicate the value of man uh to 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 glorify the value of women and um and that's what i think we what what we've seen we were talking about an observation um so the listener mentioned to me that uh, feminism at its core is not about that. It's it's strictly to for for society as a whole to view women equal to men uh, from a right standpoint, from a from a from an intellectual standpoint, from a and I I don't think any of us would disagree with with that piece as far as women and men are equal in value and in God's eyes but not everybody right yeah. in God's eyes the uh, he he made men and women right it, it, he made us in his image uh and so i i think um i think to the listener who said that thank you for for the feedback um and and but what i would say in that piece is that no we are not the same in fact the 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 reality that woman has very unique and distinct giftings and very unique and distinct um 
uh, uh, characteristics that a man does not have. And they should be admonished that, for those things. Those things should be admonished yeah. and valued and uplifted exactly. just as the same as there are things that man has that woman cannot do. Yeah. Uh, and we're not talking about construction. No. Right? We're not talking about uh, uh, writing papers. We're no, talking just, about just being a, being a male, being a female. Yeah. They're very unique, distinct things. Um, and I bring that up because I think... I think um, this whole thing of inclusion, those who have the outside opinion speaking in might are speaking in without the spirit of God's input. Yeah. We're speaking from the position of someone who continues to be an enemy of God, someone who rejects all the glories that God has granted us in the person of Christ. And that is a very... When you talk about bias, we can be biased in one, you know, it can be seemingly biased in one aspect because I'm biased for the one who created me. But then there's a separate bias against the one who created them. So there, there can be a very uh, difficult place um, uh, in, in that discussion to be very mindful and very careful when you have discussions around any of these topics that we're talking about. When, when it says in that scripture, when it says in Jude it causes divisions among you. It we should embrace all opinions. We should embrace all conversations. But when it causes divisions among you, you got to be mindful of who's bringing those divisions and who's bringing those insights. And if it and if it's coming from 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 that side, it's got to come with a lot of prayer. It's got to come with a lot of research. Book of Acts. The people were deep in research got to research, got to make sure what is being discussed is in line with the truth, with the absolute truth. Um, one plus one equals two. You know what I'm saying? Like there's an absolute variable. So I just kind of want to throw, throw that out there because we had really good. Uh, so thank you for, uh, for who hit me up and gave that feedback. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't think there's, so I wasn't on that, but I don't, I don't think there's any, it any disagreement I would have with that core no, at value at all. Uh, my only thing to say would be there's beauty in knowing that you think differently than me. Right. So if I was in a room with my correct, wife, correct, correct. she actually brings an element to my thinking that I don't have, whether it's maybe a little bit more uh, uh, warmth, a little bit more caring, a little bit more uh, at empathy, sympathy, all of those things sometimes in my mental state when I'm really thinking about something and I speak with my wife about it, I'm lacking those things. I'm really not right. caring about any of those. So I would almost uh, applaud the fact that, yes, you should be on that same pedestal when it comes to thought, when it comes to being in the same room. I absolutely I am I – like, I throw up if I think about the fact that somebody – would think that a woman can't be in that same room of thought mm -hmm. in that way. But at the same time, I would say that there is that you should applaud the differences that right, you have. Function, my wife is functions. able to breastfeed my my newest child, Tristan. And when I see it happening, I like I'm 
I'm in shock. Like I'm in awe at the fact that I can't do that for him. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that I'm going to go parade around and try to figure out how the heck I'm going to start mm-hmm. getting milk in here so that I can be right there with her mm-hmm. in that aspect. I'm just more or less happy at the fact that, you know what, right now, biblically, we're one. So that takes away that whole thing off of the table where now I you're doing something different than me. And I think if we include the Bible in this a little bit more, the debate is almost over. Right. Because right, right, he correct, says that correct. now we're together as one. Right. But even if that wasn't the case, it's still beautiful to right, see that happening. Right. right. I so, think uh, anyway. like if you like what you were saying, um, if you take it back to like what a biblical standpoint, the way that Jesus sees women, the way Jesus sees men are are that we both have different functions, but the way that Jesus sees women, I want to make that clear, is that he exalts women like no other religion does. Absolutely. 100%. So 100%. 100%. He chooses to use beautiful women um, in the Bible like a Ruth or to, to accomplish his purposes in, a, uh, in different ways. But mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't reduce the value of the woman at no point. Correct. If anything, it exalts them. Correct. What I you know, uh, I think on that previous one, what, what I was saying um, on that previous uh, podcast was that there's clear cut differences. Um, matter of fact, I'll give you an example. Uh, I saw a program on Netflix It's a show I watch and um, it's like a comedy show. And on the show, there was um, each each show is a different topic. And it's like a like um, this guy who's dating around and, and um, trying to find a, a person in New York City. And in one of the episodes, uh, it was about how the difference between a man and a woman in New York City. And he'll never know about that. So it, it followed the, the man. Uh, they both were on a date. It followed the man and him and his buddy were just like, yeah, let's go here. Let's go. They had no fear of New York City. They were going mm-hmm. to their apartment. They were go- they had the same like you know, the the same scenario, the woman in there, you know, walking around and fears that I would like, I'm watching this. I was like, this is so foreign to me. Like I walked down the street. I don't really have fear. I'm always checking, but you see like, Hey, you know, like a group of shady characters. I'm just like, what's, you know, it's a different Mm -hmm. and it kind of like it not opened my eyes, but I'm like, wow, I didn't know that Mm -hmm. that women, you know, some women have, you know, go through experiences like that. Like they get catcalled. I never get no catcalled. You know what I mean? Like, um, <laughs> yeah. but it's just different. No, it's true, yeah. Like, but it, Ivan uh, does, yeah. but no, <laughs> I haven't did. No, no, no. no. But you know, so so there's clear cut differences, no, even in a physical standpoint. Like, but it doesn't reduce. Like, if anything, like like Ivan was saying, you know, his wife has different, you know, abilities right, right, than him, right, right. and we should we should love. Yeah, both, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Um, and I think, um, yeah, I think on that note, you know, it, it is, it is, uh, something that is to be celebrated and every difference. That's why I think, you know, doing this, this, uh, this podcast and even, even being able to get people from different backgrounds, different ethnicities to listen in. I think we're living in a very unique time because again, 20 years ago, you didn't have a worldwide presence for me to be able to communicate as clearly as we do with folks from the Philippines or anywhere in Asia, uh, African countries, Europe, in in the seamless fashion that we can today. And because we have such a united, we have, it's you know, the globalization right now is just on another level. Uh, You have, 
you know people who are becoming millionaires like like not because of global because of how we've taken advantage of globalization and part of the benefit is that you have this table this humongous table where you can have debate where you can where you can have differences where you have creative thought uh, thinking that is unlike any other time but the fact remains the 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 actuality of what it means to be human hasn't changed and it doesn't change and it will not change in fact that's how that is the only way i believe that we're able to relate to so many different cultures in this time of globalization because i can look at someone and say regardless of of your skin tone regardless of your of your gender regardless of your upbringing we're human and and we can we can connect on the human level because i get it i understand what it's like to fill in the blank right or maybe i don't understand but that's a human that's why human life is so valuable you know if you step on a cockroach some religions will will, will really take that to an to to a place where that's equal to you but in reality it's not in reality you know it's not uh, there was this um story from ravi zacharias there was this guy who um worshiped this idol right and his son was like, why are you worshiping that statue? And his dad was like, um, that's not a statue. That's a real God. That's real. He's mm. real. And so at night, the, the, the kid him. accidentally, I guess, bumped the stat and the statue broke. So he put the little pieces of, of like the, one of the statues um, that broke and put it in the hands of a bigger statue that he had right next to it. And in the morning, the dad was like, what? did you break my statue? He goes, no, maybe it was that big statue. He must have destroyed the other statue and crushed him and just, you see the results in his hands. He goes, that's impossible. The dad's responding to the kid. It's only a statue. So in, <laughs> in some regards, you think life, you know, with, with yeah. the cockroach is like in, in some regards or for some religions, I think mm -hmm. it's cows and whatever, you know, um, whatever. I'm not, degrading anybody yeah. but i'm just saying when it comes down to it yeah it, are you gonna save that cow or your wife yeah and fight or flight or something yeah like yeah i mean there's there's a lot of possibilities i guess variables um so you know i think when it comes down to it we as humans we we are placing a specific value on on things we're pla placing a specific value on on whether it's our our materials whether it's on other people um but the reality is we all want to be valued mm -hmm. we all want to be recognized we all want to be part of a group we want love we want and that's where the the biggest struggle is that's included. where included yeah that's where everyone is, is is wrestling with now where you have all these diverse groups that are forming uh, the comic cons and the gamers and you know right mega cons you know mega that's cons right. or whatever that's next week and two weeks uh, when is that that's in a mega couple cons weeks in Tampa September, yeah yeah there's one in mm -hmm. no there's one in Tampa in like yeah September oh yeah there you go here there you, you got go. tickets what are you talking about like don't even yeah, try to correct like, no, no I, I do got a ticket do you yeah you know what I'm saying <laughs> I gotta buy mines next week you know so so everyone wants to be part of a group everyone wants to feel the belonging and I think that's where a lot of the wrestling and the struggle is is that the more globalized we become 
the more divided we will be because you will you will you get overwhelmed this is overwhelming to sit here and to get any kind of feedback from anyone to say that we can sit in a room and talk about the glories of god and and you know and 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 the purpose that he's given to us you know uh, that he's created us to worship him to magnify him that um you know that that uh in in him creating us we've elected to become his enemies and you know by disobeying him now we're sinful fallen world and he came to rescue us and all that right we can talk about all that and we can high five among this room but then you have people out who don't agree with that and so we can choose because just like the rest of the world is choosing to say i'm going to stay in my own bubble and just claim that everyone is wrong or we can choose to engage people, understand them, and as we're doing our research, be able to come up with clear determination to say, yeah, that thought is wrong and this is why. But it doesn't take away from the fact that, you know, when, when you're addressing someone at their worldview level, I remember, man, used to, I, my motto was like, Yo, we're going to destroy their worldview, son. We're just going to bomb. And that was it. Like, we would just go around and just be, like, trying to destroy cats' worldviews and just be, like, high-fiving. But people are tied to the view that they have just yeah, as we are. Yeah, they become crumbled homeless in their yeah. mind. It, that's, that's what happens if you break down a worldview and you don't replace it or at least in, in, introduce them to another way of thinking. Their Jeez. worldview what, there, is their noetic structure. Yeah, I mean, she's super guilty. Of uh, of destroying worldviews. I was just about to, uh, <laughs> I was about to talk about myself in that regard. Um, I've pulled back a lot. Um, a lot of people have seen me grow quiet over the years, but it's because before I used to be so into conspiracies, so into having my deep research. I got to the point where now I can talk to someone, and if I so chose, I can completely destroy what they believe in, on any side of the field. That's how I've gotten. But I've learned. Like hearing Ravi Zacharias saying it's all about love and caring for the people. Because I came from the background of when they teach you in the occult, it's from the beginning, you have to take away your humanity. So you have no emotions whatsoever. You can't connect so that you can make uh, like tough decisions or you can ascend to the next level, which is you're not human anymore. You want to ascend to become God or a God, sort of logo. So like what Mormons talk about or what the early freemasons tried to teach about like theism and all that stuff that was my mentality so when i became a manager i didn't have that connection with people right from the beginning <laughs> i like, can see that just <laughs> like i was people called me the terminator because within two weeks if you weren't performing i would just cut you and i remember every season like during the end of the seasonal um like term we would have a list of people like who we wanted to keep, who we wanted to like fire. And then just like the managers debating, oh, I don't want to do it because I have built this relationship with these employees. And I was just like, all right, just give me the paper, give me a fan, give me the phone. And I'll just sit down, call each one, one by Make one. Make sure you got that fan. <laughs> Get the fan ready. <laughs> I'm, and hot. I just needed the fan because it was hot. But, <laughs> but that was that was it. Like I didn't have that connection. And a lot of people were trying to figure me out. It's like, you're just a cyborg. Like people, like my employees see me at work now and they're just like, you just work. You do what you have to do by company standards, and then you literally just don't eat. Because that's one thing I, that I do intermittent fasting. But um, that's how it is. 
and a lot of people always like saying oh where's your emotion it's just i've learned to be devoid of that mm. so i completely cut it out when i need to but it's only because of the things that they teach you like what i was taught was in the cult is your humanity no longer exists you're trying to be something else you're trying to get to the next stage mm. which is something you were talking about in the beginning trying to get to that next stage but what i keep seeing is the attack of identity of mm. humanity yeah we're image bearers of god so we can't be seen as human or be seen as a gift and a lot of people see that in uh television or shows where they have satan saying or the main reason um I, i believe it's called uh paradise lost where it talks about how satan came to god and he said why are you making man and worshiping them having us worship man and then you see that he rebels because men is exalt uh men is exalted above him who was created first so then he's thrown down the floor and then he's given all these reasons or explanations of why he rebelled so then you have empathy for the devil but yet the devil hates gotcha. humanity and yet he's still feeding humanity only so they don't see that they are image bearers so then he hates him even more he hates uh how he gave or supposedly wanted to give Jesus um the kingdom was because he came in the form of man which is something he detested the most so that's why he was going to try to copy him in the later times which is when you have all these new stories then with the antichrist so he's just trying to mimic and that's always what's been fed to me it's humanity's identity to be destroyed and it's at the core of of our identity in in God himself is to yep. continue to sever and create a greater chasm between our relationship with with our creator so that we become self-sufficient so we become isolated so that you know there's no longer the need for prayer right but there's like well we just call the we just call the scientists and they're going to get me a new eye right and and that happens a lot in in prayer circles you know sometimes i be i, I you know what i'm saying i be in prayer circles and dudes just be like yeah pray for this so and so sick and this other person sick and I'm like dude like all i'm hearing is a bunch of people sick and we're praying for them which is not a bad thing. I don't want to knock mm-hmm. praying for someone who's sick. But you know what I'm saying? Like the reliance is are we really relying on God to to direct us or is it like, yo, I'm going to just get the quick fix and go yeah, Santa Claus. I'm going to just go to ta- you know to the hospital and he's going to say the, the real want. testimony is going to be the fact that I went to the hospital and science was going to get the credit. You know what I'm saying? Like and I'm not again, I'm not knocking that side. I'm just saying you know when when it comes to to how much we're relying on God how much mm-hmm. we glorify him how much we magnify him how much we give praise to him um you know uh, it was it was John Piper who said uh you know when when we preach the gospel he said um he was talking to university and he said um he said are are we worshiping Jesus or are we showing that it's the computer toy that's more satisfying than Jesus mm-hmm. like what what are we what are we doing you know and, and most of what we do you know me talking to to one of my guys was like i haven't prayed in months nor do i feel like i need to right because everything is set up for us to create a bigger bigger deficit mm-hmm. between it's crazy i had that conversation today where it feels like I don't know who I am anymore. I don't yeah. know where I don't know. I have no control over like my 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 rage and my anxiety and my this and that. I just have no idea. So I was going to call a psychologist. And I'm just like 
you're a believer. Like not saying you 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 don't have to call a psychologist if you need mm-hmm. to, right? But but where's the brethren? Where's the truth? Where's the foundation? Yep. What's happening? Where's that at? And the chasm is just becoming bigger because of all the advancements. To say you're self-sufficient, you're not made in the image of God. You're not given infinite value, mm-hmm. particularly demonstrated on the cross, where all of your sins, where everything that 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 would divide you is now uniting you in in Christ, who is giving you grace. And that now your identity is reestablished in him so that we can live an obedient life without having to. I'm not saying not to try. We try, we work at it, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, but that we have a position that doesn't erode. Yeah, it's hidden. It's and we, we're right in him. We are, yeah. we are hidden in Christ because of what he's done on the cross. That gives us the value. That's what allows us to have the confidence to have conversations to say, yo, I hear you, right? It, it's not me needing to, 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 to fight to be b- part of a, of a, of a group. But that I'm already part of a kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's not me worrying about my basic needs of food and shelter, but that if I pursue him, if I pursue the kingdom, all things are granted to me. So he provides all of my needs. Jesus telling the disciples, yo, go. Don't take anything with you. Go to this town. What? Don't take anything. Don't take anything. We got you, son. Like, mm-hmm. Go. That he's providing all of my needs. So all of the basic needs, all of the the esteem needs, all of the psychological needs. He's he's providing. He has always provided. The need for self-actualization. I built the robot and I achieved it. Humanity today, in our experience, we achieve it, then it's like, what's next? It's no longer that new car smell it, after a week of that a few miles new car smells gone what's next i'm not i'm not infinitely gratified i'm not eternally Mm -hmm. satisfied but my longing is for eternal satisfaction my longing is for eternal belonging which can mess with the human side of our interaction understanding that i'm reconciled with the reconciler the person that redeems, my redeemer, now when that happens, now I'm able to look at the people on this end, in this plane, now I can look at them a little bit different. Now I don't really want to answer your question because I'm right. Now I really just want to talk to you. Bomb. Mm-hmm. Because it's not about being right or wrong here. I'm wrong, and I got redeemed. Hey, let me talk to you. Let me show you who this Redeemer is and wh- how much he cares about you. And just understanding that reconcile, redeem, and then understanding that I'm not a saint. Like, I am being sanctified. Like, this is a part of his project management approach. If I put it in my terms, in my work, this is a part of it. I am now being sanctified. So, man, that's a human being in front of you, man. That is your brother, your sister, or your future brother, whatever it is, then just pause for a moment and be a human being mm-hmm. and stop being a human doing. Right. I mean, I love how uh, scripture breaks down um, when it talks about the body, because that's how I see, like, my brothers and sisters, like, 
they're part of the body. You can have all equal, like equal rights and everything like that. But at the end of the day, we have to celebrate our differences as well. Like we were all yes. made to be beautiful different. differences. So you can have your doctors. Well, you could be praying to God, but still God had that doctor right. that had that vision Absolutely. so that you can go to that Absolutely. doctor. And then that's still a miracle in itself. Absolutely. Because that doctor could have been going through his own health. Absolutely. And yet God helped him reach to that certain point. And yet we don't acknowledge that like i see a lot of people like oh no god will heal me or god's gonna bring me my wife but yet they don't like take the initiative that there's a sister out there in the couch praying for the brother to act up in church and go seek his wife or something like that right and yet i love seeing it that you have the body so it's the body of believers but it's also the body of humanity so humanity as a whole when you see them i see a lot of people like ceos when they retire they're like what did you get out of life? And it wasn't the fact that they earned millions. It was the fact where they take the time and actually help others, share with their own knowledge, share their gifts. So you actually come together as a whole, as humans, like actually sharing your characteristics or what you're meant to be as human beings. Not necessarily what I like saying it as it's not what you can gain from the world, but it's what you can give to the world. Mm. Mm. That's good. Um, yeah. So, you know, to close it out, just, where I think the question that we I want to take away from myself and you know everyone here is where are we placing our value and when we think about what is what does it mean to be human what are my experiences as human am I choosing am I pursuing all the pleasures that I can possibly pursue and just trying to indulge in that am I living out life only for my selfish ambition, the void of anyone who's around me, my parents, my, the community that has embraced me, whatever. Um, it, am I living out of my instinct? Am I, am I in, it's just purely instinctual. As things come, I'm taking it as they come. I'm turning left when I have to. I turn right when I have to. No planning, no discussion, no, uh, no counsel from, from other, uh, uh, you know, otherwise people just as it comes i'm just making it happen um you know is it is it reckless living is it uh are, are we scared are we living in fear uh there, there's so many variables to what life has to offer and the only reason we can have this conversation in the first place is because we are human there's not a round table of animals there's not a round table of of plants there's not a round table we're humans and these are the things we wrestle with And all of these things are meant to point back to God to say, I'm the only one who can ultimately satisfy. And I have given you value. I've given you purpose. I have demonstrated my love for you. I have related to you in every way imaginable. And the suffering you are going through, the abuse that you've gone through, the the doubt that you are having, the confusion that you may be going through i have set up so that i relate to everything you are going through i relate to you in every way and all of the wrong you have done against me as the lawgiver, as the one who established morality i forgive you because it is me who's the one who's supposed to forgive you it's not you who demands it's me at my mercy who will forgive and he forgives us through the person of Jesus, only through Jesus. It is the only way. 
He is the only way. He is the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through Jesus. So if there's any other worldview out there that is believing in, in you know, this this uh, this plurality of, of gods and saying Jesus is one amongst many, none are providing the solution of salvation that is only found in Christ. Um, and so if, as a human, if you're real with yourself and you're thinking about, man, you know what? I save me. I do me. You need to really think about that statement because as a human and the experiences you've gone through, you have deceived yourself a lot more than someone else has deceived you. You've believed a lot more lies than because of your thinking than what others have really been able to influence. Like, so really be mindful of that. Um, and, uh, and, and if you have questions, if you have concerns, hit us up, proofbeyondreason at gmail.com. You can find us on a bunch of outlets. Uh, iTunes, YouTube, Instagram. Don't forget to uh, to check us out soon. We'll be uploading some of our own uh, individual individual podcasts coming out soon. So we got uh, Mike the Baptist, G Facts, The Argument Room, and In the Mind of J Mo. So make sure you guys check that out as well. Yeah. Just like Mike said, anything you guys got, comment, like, subscribe, the whole thing, and we will check you guys next time. That's it. Love you guys.